Welcome to Where RA Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at New York University. I'm tonight's co-host, Harjop Chariya, a junior from Orange County, California, studying economics, business studies, and web programming, and an RA in Third North. And I'm Tom Ellett, the other co-host and serve as the Senior Associate VP of Student Affairs. Welcome, Harjop. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. So awesome. you are one of the experiments mid-semester RA because of mm-hmm. the Spring Admit program. Right. Tell me what it's like to be an RA with your students coming at the same time you do, but mm-hmm. not in August, mm-hmm. but in January. Well, it's definitely been a learning experience, but I've I've really loved it. I have two floors of only girls, and they're really interesting. And while I'm there as a resource for them, and I can help them in a lot of ways, I've also learned a lot from them about what it means to be a good leader and to be a good mentor. So I've really been enjoying it. That's awesome. Now, tell me a little bit about what you're studying and how you look to get where you want to go long term and where that is. So, you know, I'm studying economics. Freshman year, I took a class with Mark Lieber. He was, you know, fascinating and really interesting, and I became obsessed with economics. So I started along that path, decided to do business studies as well, sort of adding into that natural leadership part of me. And then from there, I did an internship where I used SQL, and I took a class about information technology and business, and I decided I also want to do web programming and learn some more code because computer science is the future of the world. It really is. In artificial intelligence, are you learning something about that as well? I think in theory I'm learning about it, but probably not in practice because it's so complex. But, you know, it is a really interesting topic. I I like to keep up to date with articles and stuff on that. Great. So you've been an NYU student for a number of years. Mm -hmm. What's the best part of being in New York City? The best part of being in New York City, I think it's the diversity of thought, the diversity of ideas, and the diversity of food. (laughs) Nothing wrong with food. Everyone loves good food. Mm -hmm. And today we're going to be talking to a New Yorker. Mm -hmm. Who is our guest today? Tonight, our guest is Maxim Berger, who served as an RA in Lafayette Hall for Napur Goyle and Tara Nakata during the 2008-2009 academic years. Welcome, Maxim, and thank you for joining us on today's show. It's a real pleasure having you on. How are you, and where are you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm actually at my apartment right now. I live in Staten Island, which is where I grew up, born in Brooklyn, raised in Staten Island, so I've been in New York my whole life. How are you guys? That's great. I'm doing well. Thank you so much. And I am too, Max. Wonderful having a former RA on the show who's doing so well. Tell us a little bit about what you've done since you've graduated from NYU. Since I graduated professionally, I've been working in finance, specifically in structured finance for the past decade. So yeah, I've been taking up my time predominantly. I would imagine it does. That's awesome, Maxim. So let's jump back to your time at Washington Square. What did you study at NYU? So I was in the Stern School of Business, and I majored there in management and international business, but I also had a minor in the Russian language. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's a lot of different things that you put together. How did you draw into the Russian language as one of those kind of foci that you had academically for yourself? My background is Russian. My family came here from the Soviet Union in the 80s. I was born in 87. So I, you know, I spoke it at home, but I never really learned how to read and write. 
And oddly enough, the high school I went to, that was the only language they offered. So I learned how to read and write there, but I wanted to get, you know, more, a more advanced ability. So I continued at NYU. Fantastic. So Maxim, tell me, did you always want to be an RA while an undergrad or was it something that just came up later on? Having grown up in New York, so I lived on campus my freshman year, then I commuted my sophomore and junior years. So really being an RA was something that I thought about doing, but then you know, I decided to do that because I was sick of commuting and I knew some people who were doing it, like my cousin, who is an RA at NYU at the same time. So I applied and I was super happy that I got it because, you know, free room and board and a bunch of other perks. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not free. You actually worked <laughs> for it, Max. I'm sure you remembered that during your time here. Oh, yeah. No, I, I worked a lot, but it was a work of passion. I mean, it was so fun and I did develop well, at least one friendship that has lasted now for that entire 10 years, and we still see each other right now. Excellent. We'll do some shout outs later. Tell me who your cousin was who was an R at the same time. Yeah, funny story about that. His name was Dimitri. I know Dimitri. Yeah, so what's funny is we met each other the first day of NYU. We didn't know we were related. <laughs> and then he trained me to be an RA because, you know, I was the one who shadowed him during the whole RA training program. Then later on, another cousin of ours came to visit me and introduced me to Dimitri as a cousin. The whole time I thought we were just friends. Turns out we were oh related. Oh my goodness. The funny story is Dimitri taught my son drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guitar. Oh, yeah. Wow. During his time here. Small world, small world. So he's actually still teaching music as a a public school teacher here in New York That's City. Right. Please send him my best. It's been a long time since I've talked to him. Absolutely will. So what did you do extracurricular activity-wise while you were a student here? So while I was at NYU, I did do work study. So I don't know if that was your idea of extracurricular, but it was something I needed to do. So I did work study at NYU Stern for a couple of professors. Then for the executive MBA program, I worked for about a year and a half. And then... I mean, I'd say most, uh, I was doing like, 20 hours a class a week, 20 hours a week or so being an RA, and then I was also working 20 hours a week. So that was kind of what I was doing the whole time. So I wouldn't say I was, you know, very involved heavily in some sort of clubs or teams, but, you know, I think being an RA was for me kind of like extracurricular because there was so much involvement in students there and oh one thing i did do was i was a stress buster i don't know if nyu still has that oh, yeah, yeah where i would yeah. go around yeah, and do. provide back rubs to people throughout the campus and i would also do every wednesdays at the health center so that was for me pretty enjoyable and i guess a skill that i still have so you mentioned a little bit about why you applied to be an ra and you also mentioned some of the relationships that you built as an ra but I was just wondering, what was it like to work on a staff at NYU? For me, it's actually one of my fondest memories. It was a large staff at Lafayette, I want to say 30 or so RAs. And so you were able to have relationships, not really close ones with all of them, but some kind of relationship with each one, especially if you were doing rounds and everyone had such different backgrounds, but just based on what they were studying or where they were from. So it was a great opportunity to build kind of these team working skills, communication skills, and also just small little skills. Like I learned how to bake cookies because that was something, you know, 
that we were asked to do every Sunday for our residents. So it was small little tasks like that, as well as big tasks. Like I remember we threw a big party to watch the election night for when Obama was running for the first time. So planning all these things was just very fun, fulfilling, but gave me the skills to like manage my time and just work with others. So yeah, working within our way is very fulfilling. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you. Do, do you stay connected to residents and what was your relationship with residents during your time as an RA? I've made some good friendships at the time when I was at Lafayette as an RA, you know, listening to people kind of having issues with what majors to choose or like small little things like arguments with their roommates. I don't really stay too close in touch with folks like we stay in touch on Facebook but I'd say that's kind of like liking each other's posts I generally say I just keep in touch with my co-RA from Lafayette makes sense upper class buildings is a little harder sometimes to stay in touch with with those residents yeah exactly you know you're at different parts of the you know I guess you call it your college evolutionary process and so my floor was a lot of college sophomores. I was a senior, you know, not a huge disparity, just, but, you know, different priorities, I guess. I'm looking for a job and they're just kind of building themselves up. Right. Totally understand that. Speaking of interacting with residents and with other people in the building, did you interact with your faculty fellows in residence? Do you remember who they were? Gosh, I mean, I definitely did interact. I don't remember his name. It was a gentleman. He had a wife and I believe a young son. But yeah, I did interact with him. It was a very cordial experience. I remember having dinner at his, we'll call it his apartment, his dorm, what have you, a couple of times with him, his wife, maybe another RA or just by myself. And just having general conversations about school, about like his progress, about where he came from and how he ended up what he was doing. But gosh, you know, I totally forgot about uh, that guy until you just mentioned him. Uh, I think it was Matt Mayhew. Yeah, that's right. It was Matt Mayhew. There you oh, go. Wow. There. And, and I don't know if Fred Mayo was there, the peanut butter and jelly guy. Was he there at that time, too? Um, you know what? I think I would have remembered someone who went by that name. Yeah, yeah. you would have remembered that. You would remember that. So as we kind of think about your transition from the RA position, what skills did you develop that you're actually using today? And we're going to get into today in a moment. I'd say just generally time management skills. Being an RA helped me out because with 20 hours a week going to class, 20 hours a week working, I was interning at the time where I worked eventually for nine years. And then, you know, having to juggle RA meetings that happened once a week and then rounds and just generally dealing with residents as well as all the other typical RA responsibilities. I would say that that time management skill that was instilled in me is something that I continue to use today and has helped me get this far in my career. Yeah, that's awesome. Time management is truly, really important. And so going back to your stern education, how do you think that that prepared you for a career in the financial sector? There was like twofold. There was technical skills that I had learned, like using Excel, navigating the Bloomberg terminals. But also, I would actually find a little more important was the writing skills and presenting skills that were kind of just instilled in us. And I I didn't appreciate it then, even though I enjoyed presenting in a group setting and in front of a classroom. I just didn't think that that was something I was going to use that often. But I find myself having to present in a group format 
all the time at work. I mean, it really is useful and it is something that you have to do all the time, at least in my job. Those four skills, like, well, technical skills, but also writing and presenting. Max, maybe you can tell the audience a little bit about structured finance. I'm not a finance person, so I'd love to hear what that actually is on a day-to-day basis. If you want a crash course, I would say if you watch the movie The Big Short that came out maybe two years ago, that would give you a great idea. But just in general, it's uh, buzzwords include like mortgage-backed securities, asset-backed securities. Remember about 10 years ago, right around the time I graduated when the when the economy collapsed? Yes. <laughs> yes, all those loans. Yeah, that was because of structured finance and securitization. So that's kind of the arena that I work in. Obviously, a lot of things have changed since that time. There's been a lot more controls and oversight. Ensure that that type of scenario is unlikely to happen again. You know, it's not obviously something that can be totally prevented. But yeah, so I work in that field and my job is mainly to oversee to make sure what is being structured in these financial instruments will not cause the bank, Morgan Stanley, where I work, to lose any money or to lose little money. That's that's kind of my role. And have you always been in this aspect of, of, of the financial sector? Yeah. So before I started Morgan Stanley, which was in August of 2017, I worked for nine years and I interned there when I was an RA, as I mentioned, at a smaller company called DBRS, which is like S&P and Moody's, which are more household names, if you will but rating these structured products, these securities. So I did that for nine years. And then Morgan Stanley gave me a call asking, hey, why don't you come in? And the rest is history on that front. Fantastic. Was your job at the rating company your first job ever? And how do you think it helped you get to where you are today? When I was at DBRS, the credit rating agency, it was a smaller company. And while there's doesn't have the same resources as a large bank like Morgan Stanley, there's more opportunity to wear different hats. So I would say you get a better taste and you develop more skills and you get more exposure and visibility with senior management just by the fact that the company's smaller. And so when I was there, I was able to work on more projects and I did a fair amount of research writing, which eventually got published, which gave me the ability to advertise myself on LinkedIn by like, hey, a new piece of research was published, check it out, things of that nature. So I was able to promote myself that way. And that was certainly something that I was lucky to have the opportunity to do early on in my career. Maxim, is that something that was required for you to do the research and then you chose to publish? Or was it something that you chose to do on your own as kind of a value add to promote yourself? It was definitely the latter. A lot of the more, call it, senior individuals, like the guys who've been working 20 plus years, they were required to write stories. But how I got in there is I would write a story and then I would submit it to one of these senior guys and be like, hey, listen, I know you're busy. I wrote this story. Why don't you and I both put our names on it, you know, even though I wrote it, but I would save them time, which they were grateful for. And I was able to put my name out. Eventually, I wrote enough that I didn't have to put another person's name on it. I could just publish it, you know, just as my own work exclusively. So, yeah, I mean, that's what 
uh, my advice would be is like anticipate the needs of your superiors because you know if you make their jobs easier they will want to reward you you know with upward mobility that's brilliant uh, truly and how did you think about that like in terms of the writing piece because that wouldn't be something i would think many mm-hmm. people working in the financial sector would be doing i always kind of had a passion for i love to read and as you just if, if you read you know well-written books you're just going to naturally almost through osmosis if you will develop better writing skills as you mimic these you know prized authors and then so just through reading and my liking to write essays at nyu stern for various classes i decided i want to continue doing that i just kind of said i'll I'll try it you know it doesn't need to be long these these stories are typically maybe less than a thousand words two pages whatever so it wasn't a big time commitment eventually the pieces got longer and longer as they kind of gave me a little more responsibility but yeah writing is definitely something that they make you do at stern but i think a lot of people kind of discontinue doing it once they leave the halls of academia and just do like a trading job the kind of work i do just a lot of writing is involved So, Maxim, you talk a lot about increasing responsibility. So as responsibility increases, what are some of the challenges that come up of working in the financial sector? Sometimes I have to, say, travel to meet, you know, some client of ours or a prospective client and still at the same time manage what's going on from afar. So I'm not in the office, but, you know, things still need to be pushed forward and decisions still need to be made. So while you're in front of the client trying to put on your, you know, best face, you still have to, in the background, continue working with, you know, the folks on your team to push things forward. And it can get very stressful to be operating on two fronts at the same time, externally trying to court business, but also internally trying to just manage like all the minutiae of just an office life. Right. That does sound very tough. You you mentioned earlier about your love of reading. I'd be interested in what it is that you read that keeps you current. Is it some blogs? Is it mag? Are there magazines? Do you listen to podcasts? You know, what are the things that kind of fill your brain in terms of the work that you're doing? So sometimes I read the journals that come out in the in the industry journals, however often they are published. So some of them are daily, some of them are weekly, monthly, and they keep me connected with what's going on with our clients, what's going on in the industry, what regulatory changes might be being passed or have been passed that can affect the industry that I work in. So any industry really has these journals, has these industry-specific periodicals. So staying in touch with those, reading those will allow you to show that you're you know, on top of what's going on in your industry and just allow yourself to sound smart, stay current. To be honest, I don't read like the Wall Street Journal or anything like that. That would certainly be helpful. But I'd say I just read like what's going on in these industry journals. That's probably the main way that I stay current in my field. Great. So reading is definitely a way that a college student could probably focus more on the financial industry and get more involved in it. So what other advice do you have for any college students who sort of want to rise in the financial industry? Learning to write is key because you, you'll have technical skills and that will certainly help you out. But then your ability to write will allow you to impact whatever company you're working at 
more deeply because you'll be able to take whatever tacit knowledge you have that you can't exactly share, but then allow you to take that tacit knowledge and put it down and make it structured knowledge that can then be passed along. Right. And the better you are at writing, the easier you can make that knowledge structured and make it more easily to disseminate and to imbibe for others. And then the other thing is just presenting. I mean, as you go up the corporate ladder or whatever you want to call it, the ability and need for you to present into larger and larger groups is just going to become evident. So to become comfortable with that and, you know, just to become confident in doing that is something that will help anyone. And that's something that you can learn while in college. I mean, there's ample opportunity. Who's impacted you most in your career to date? I had some informal mentors in my time. I mean, just like my bosses, you know, you you start talking to them, sometimes just about personal things, what's going on with their life, your life. Sometimes you end up traveling with them and then they kind of help steer, you know, they listen to you and they can help steer you into areas that they think that you would be successful in. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to have good informal mentors. And why I say informal, it's never... It was never something like sign up and some mentor will be assigned to you. It was more that, you know, these people just were in my life and I guess saw some potential in me and helped me gain skills and introduced me to, I guess, certain individuals that allowed me to, you know, continue my path. So the informal mentors would be the people who affected me the most. Yeah, those are so important to have. And what life lesson do you think has been most valuable to you? Paying attention and listening. It's something that my brother actually taught me when I was younger. I found it very helpful, like just paying attention in class. You know, you're there already. So why don't you just focus, listen, take your notes. This way you don't have to study as hard later on because you were present, you were aware when you were there, but also paying attention on small things like body language of individuals that you're working with that, you know, just are sitting across from you, your boss, your clients, what have you, your your parents, small little things. Uh, and the more you start paying attention and being detail-oriented, the better you are at, at picking up signals that people are may not even be aware that they're projecting. So paying attention in class and at work will help you out, but also paying attention to small little details, particularly people's body language, will allow you to more successfully navigate relationships. You've had a really great career, Maxim, to date. Tell us a little bit about what you're most proud of. I think it's like the research that I published in the past. My last job, it was anywhere between 60 plus newsletters or commentaries ranging across different structured finance subjects. And some of them actually got picked up in the sense that, you know, they may have been mentioned in those industry journals that I was talking about earlier. And, you know, that just gives me a sense of pride that, wow, other people read my piece and they thought it insightful enough to quote. So that would certainly have been some of the more proud things that I've done. And it certainly builds a brand for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, today, brand is all the social media. I mean, you got to build a brand that you're very comfortable with and that people understand. So, yeah, I'd say branding is more important now than ever. So, Max, um, do you still stay in contact with any other RA alums? And if so, go ahead and shout them out. 
Yeah, I do stay very close contact with Mustafa Manzer. He was my co-RA while at Lafayette. I mean, we just had lunch, or was it actually dinner, about three weeks ago or a month ago. He's currently, you know, studying to become a doctor, so he's very busy. But we used to go, like, every month we would get steaks or go to a barbecue festival together. And we've been doing that for, like I said, close to a decade. One of my closest friends... And he just announced that he's getting married, so I'm excited to go to that. He oh, is wow. getting married, and he and his uh, fiance were on the podcast together a few months ago. Oh, so wow. yeah, yeah, no, I uh, yeah, I heard that. That's actually, I think, part of the reason I'm doing this with you guys now. Yeah, he he nominated you. That's for sure. Let's jump into speed round, Maxim. Tell us what your favorite tradition at NYU was. Favorite tradition at NYU? Golly, the Strawberry Festival it still goes on. Did you go abroad, Maxim? I didn't do your typical study abroad, but Stern does this thing where they take all their juniors abroad for a week. So I did go to Argentina for a week and it was totally paid for by the school. So I did that. Great experience. How about your favorite NYU professor? My favorite NYU professor, he was there only for a year. His name was Benjamin Cole. And then he actually went on to become a professor at Fordham, which is one of the reasons I went there to get my MBA, to continue studying with him. And my alma mater. So we'll allow you to say that one. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Did you have any <laughs> celebrity sightings as an NYU student? I saw Matt Damon and I saw Robin Williams. Finally, what was your most memorable RA experience? Cookie nights. Every Sunday, Mustafa and I would bake cookies and we would kind of do a little costume dress up where I would put on a cowboy hat and be the sheriff. He'd put on a pirate hat and be the captain. And it would be the sheriff and captain's cookies, cookies and rap beats. And we would just play the most recent rap album, serve cookies, and then just, you know, have fun with the residents. I love it. I love it. Good job. Good job. That's awesome. So, Maxim, thank you so much for spending some time with Tom and I to discuss your journey and where your life after NYU has taken you. As always, thanks to our listeners who can stay connected with RA alums who are living the dream school alumni version of life. Maxim, thank you so much for being with us tonight and sharing a little bit about your journey and how successful it's been and really how you've used your skills to continue your business trajectory. So congratulations and thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure talking with you, Hard Job, and it's a pleasure reconnecting with you, Tom. You know it. Special thanks to my engineer, Juliana Fonseca Alesso, and to the current professional staff and the alums of NYU like Tara Nakata and Napur Goyal, who assisted these great RAs in skill acquisition along the way. If you like tonight's show, look for more content on the website. And if you want to know RA's favorite books, you can go to the blog, whatthey'reading.blogspot.com. And finally, feel free to tweet at me for a shout out. Until next time, think about the skills and competence you're gaining and how you can give them back to continue a great career.